Okay, we are on the bottom, all the way on the bottom of the Lamaches Ahmed Bays. I just remind if you haven't gotten your new art scroll. Now is the time. Um, okay, we're all in the bottom of Lamaches Ahmed Bays, and we are at the, the second to last word on the second from the bottom line, Abaya Amar. So if, just to remind us where we are, we had a, a Gemara, a Mishnah, on Lamaches Ahmed Aleph, which told the story of a Shomeris Yabam, a woman waiting to receive, uh, to receive Yibam, and she inherits money. And we had Beishamai and Beisila both agree in the first scenario, the Reisha of the, of the Mishnah, that she can sell and give uh, the items that, that she inherited, and it works, it's not a problem. However, the, question, the, the second scenario of the Mishnah was where she passes away, what happens with her, with her Ksuba, and again, the money that she got. And then we have Machlokas, Beisila Beishamai, what happens in that scenario? Beishamai said, Yachloku, Yoshe Abam, Yoshe Basically, her, her, um, her Yorshim and her original husband's Yorshim split, the, split, that, split that money. And Beisila said, they stay where they are. Um, they stay where they are. Nechasim Bechaz Kasan. And they, depending on what the item is, so the Ksuba stays with the Yorshe Abal, and the Nechasim Nechasim Yotzimimah with the Yorshe Ha'av. And the Gemara wanted to know what's the difference between the Reisha and the Seifa, where in the Reisha, Basil Beshame agreed, right? They agreed that the money was hers to do what she'd like with it, but in the Seifa, it was not hers to do what she wanted with necessarily. There we had a machlokas, Basil Beshamai, you know, how we deal with that money. So uh, we had a couple of uh, possibilities. And now the Gemara is going to now present a third option, a third way of reading the distinction between the Reisha and the Seifa. So the Gemara says as follows: Abaya Amar Reisha the Nafulah Kishhi Shameris Yabam Seifa the Nafulah Kishhi Tacht of the Baal. So now a, a new possibility. Abaya says the Reisha, where everybody agreed that she the money was her to do what she wanted with it. That was when the money came to her once her husband had already passed away, and now she was a Shameris Yabam. However, the Seifa refers to a case where she actually received the money before the husband had ever died. So if that's true, what's, what's the difference? The difference is that when she gets the money, uh, well, let's, we'll, we'll explain it, we'll, the Gemara's going to explain it in a second, but the, 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 just the basic difference, right, is if she gets the money when she's already married to her husband, or still, sorry, still married to her husband, so then, again, there's a big, this, we've discussed this before, and the Gemara's going to talk about it now, yado ki yado, that when a woman acquires money, does that money go directly to her husband? Um, so if she's married to him, she's nisu legamre, right, totally, so then no question, or at least in much, much more conversation, the money can go really directly, directly to her husband, um, uh, or in, in some possibilities. As opposed to if she gets the money when she's a Shemer Siobam, her husband's already passed away, so then she has a lot more control over that money. That would be the distinction that Abaya wants to throw out there. So the Gemara is going to have to explain some of this Svar, because Savar, the Gemara now in Lama Testament Aleph, because Savar, Abaya yado ki yado. And Abaya holds that his hand is like her hand. Right? So let's explain... Rashi, let's look at Rashi, because Savra Abaya Yadu Kiyada. Rashi is a very important Rashi here. He says as follows Midi Uki Pluk Desayu, Pluk Sayu, Binaflu La Tachdav. Now that we're saying that the Machlokas Bissel Bashami depends on the scenario where she got the money when she was still married to him. And Bissel in that scenario still holds that the money remains where it was, meaning it like remains hers. Right? What that means is that, the, that Abaye holds that when a woman is married to her husband, fully married, 
his hand is like her hand, but not more than that. Hilkach, meaning his hand is like her hand, but her hands, but his hand is not more than her hand. So he can't acquire more than she does when she, while she's married to him. Um, and remember, when they're married is a time when he has the maximum opportunity to possibly take, you know, the nachasim that she that she acquires. Hilkach, uh, therefore, kashemais, therefore, when he dies, ve'ein liyabamba elazika, right? And so then, so remember. Yada Kiyada is a, it's almost a limitation, right? His hand is like her hand, but not more than her hand. He doesn't acquire any item that she acquires more than she acquires it. Meaning, let's just say for, for our purposes that he acquires 50% or he has a, an equal stake in some amount, uh, in, in some sense. But if that's true, well, what have we seen each time? That when the husband passes away and now the Yabam, the Yabam who has a Zika steps in, what happens? His attachment to her is, Less. You've said it before. Suffolk Nisua, Suffolk Arusa, etc. So now what happens? So now this guy, vainly Yavam Ba'ela Zika, so he, all he has is a Zika, this guy. He hasn't done Yivam with her yet, right? The brother. Yado Guria Miyada. So what's going to happen is his hand's going to be even less powerful than her hand. And therefore, if that's true, now that, now that her husband's passed away, the money that she had acquired while he was, even while her husband was still alive, remains in her, in her hand. Ube Shammai plead, but Shammai argue. The difference is, Beishamai holds that, that, uh, that uh, when, he, when they're actually married, when she acquired the money, what happened? His hand, the husband's hand, was actually stronger than her hand. And therefore, when, they, when, when he dies, the Yavam's hand is weaker than the husband's hand was, right? But it's, but it's now equal. And now that's why you're going to have a situation of Yachaloku. So basically what you find in this scenario, because Sarva Abaye Yado Ki Yada, you almost could have said that Abaye's, art is, Abaye's point is that the Machlokus between Abaye, uh, Beisham and Beishila is Yado Ki Yada or not. Right? The, the, the Machlokus, Beishila and Beisham, becomes what happens when a woman is married to her husband, Nisua Lagamre, and she acquires money. Is Yado Ki Yada or is Yado more than Yada? And that sort of ends up being the Machlokus between Beishila and Beisham in the Seifa. Um, uh, fine. Uh, but, but again, but in the Reisha, the scenario was that she was already a Shemeris Yabam. And once she's a Shemeris Yabam, then Hila and Ben Shammai both agree that, he, that his hand is not as, not as powerful and not able to, uh, the, the hand of the Yabam is not, is not as strong and therefore the money remains uh, you know, in, in her hand. Okay, so that's Abaya's approach. Fine, so Amalei Rava, so Rava is going to respond to Abaya, not so fast. So Rabbi says, what are you talking about? That's not true. If, if, when, if um, the money came to her when she was still married to her husband, that's not true. Everybody agrees that his hand is stronger than her hand. So, so rather what's going on? So I'll tell you what the case is, says Rabbi. Really, both cases of our Mishnah are when the money came to her when she was already a Shemir Siyabam. She's still, you know, she's, her husband's already passed away, and that's why her hand is more powerful at this point, because she doesn't have a husband to, uh, to have Yado, you know, to have uh, Yado Adifa, because she's not married to anybody. Reisha de Lo'ave B'maimer, Seifa de Lo'ave B'maimer. And what's the distinction? In the first case, what happened? We've already started the process. Uh, sorry, the first, in the, in the ratio, they haven't started the process yet. He hasn't done any mimer yet. Since he hasn't done any mimer yet, her hand is still stronger on her own money. 
but seifa dava b'maimer. But in the seifa, that's when what he already did maimer hasn't done a full yibum, so she's not fully her, his husband. Uh, her, he is not fully her husband at that point. But we've started the process already, midrabanan, and then that's why again there's a more of a possibility, at least the machlokas we still b'shamai, whether the husband now has more of a, or the yabam here has more of a uh, stake in the money. Vikasavarava maimer lebeishamai osa. Right? And, and this is, it makes sense that Rava says such a thing because Rava holds that Mimer actually has a pretty powerful, uh, you know, packs a pretty powerful punch. How is that? Because, because what does Mimer do? According to Beishamai, Mimer is Osa Vadai Arusa. So, first of all, it makes her a Vadai Arusa, at least that much. Visafik Nisua. And it makes her a Safik Nisua. Vadai Arusa Lidchos Bitsara. She's a Vadai Arusa in order to push. Her tzara away, meaning that she's ma- he's, she's married enough to the, to this man that the tzara now is you know free to go and she's not she's no longer able to marry him. The suffix and the, uh, the Rishonim point out that that that, that talking about scenarios where, for example, it was two men, uh, two brothers marrying two sisters. So you know by marrying one of them, he automatically makes the other one forbidden to him because she's not just her tzara; she's she's now a uh, you know she's also achosishto. Um, but she's a Safik Nisua in the sense that they are able to at least split the Nechasim. Again, he's not Yadu Adifad yet at that point just with Maimur because they they're not fully married. But I guess Safik Nisua enough to say that they are going to split the Nechasim. So, so that's how uh, Rava answers Abaye and says, not so fast. He doesn't want to necessarily take uh, Abaye's, Abaye's lead here. Um, okay. So the Gemara continues and tells us, Itmar Mishmei the Rabbi Elazar so there were, there were those who said in the name of Rabbi Lazar that he passed in like Rava, and those who said like Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanina that he passed in like, passed in like a Baye. So the Gemara doesn't say, is that, is that really true? Uh, is that really true? Did Rabbi Lazar really say? Did he really pass in like Rava? Is that really correct? We have a we have Rabbi Lazar saying beferish that what did he say that Maimer Kona Beishamai all it does is create a kinyan right that the husband marries his wife and that so that what to bidocha to bidocha the tsar to tell the tsar that she can no longer marry him that she's you know free to go because they're married enough that the tsar is out but he never said anything about making her making her a suffix nisua in, in in order to say yadu kiyada at that point right that wasn't something we ever see Rabbi Lazar saying. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean Rabbi Lazar didn't say it, but he, he only said one half. He only said the first half, which was that, uh, that Mimer... Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm incorrect. He did. He says, Eino Kona Ella. Right? He, it only, the, only uh, the language of Rabbi Lazar here is that Mimer the Meshamai only acquires her in order to be Dochad the Tzar. So the implication there is it's only for that and not for anything else. It doesn't also make her a Suffolk Nisua. That's the implication, at least, of the language of Rabbi Lazar. So the Gemara says, fine, and gives a very simple and, and easy answer which the Gemara sometimes gives, which is, Epoch, no problem. So you're right. So we'll really say that Rabbi Elazar, who did he hold like? He was holding like Abaye, and, who, and uh, Rabbi Yossi Hanina was holding like Rava, and that now I'll, I'll solve my problem just by flipping the Shitos, because if, Rabbi Elazar would, would be holding at least like Abaye. The Gemara says, Ve'ibai is Ema, but if you want, I'll actually, I can tell you a different shot. And that really Rabbi Elazar does hold like, does hold like uh, Rava. How is that? Don't flip the, don't flip the shitos. And we don't usually like flipping the shitos because it's, 
a little too convenient to work usually most of the time. You know, just, just flip them, it's, it's usually more complicated than that. So what's going on here? So, So, so what's going on Meaning, Rabbi Loza is going to say, no, I wasn't talking about the question of money. I wasn't talking about the finances. I was talking about what happens in terms of her relationship to him. So all I was telling you, right, was that when they get married, what happened? He does mimer. What does mimer do? It does enough, right, that it's that at this point, or I should say, it, it only does enough that losagila beget. If if they if they've done mimer and they want to end their relationship, a get is not enough. Why? Because all they've done is mimer, right? Right, but and and what Rabbi Loza is trying to say is when he said, you know, um, all mimer does, kona ella All it does is docha the tzara. What do you mean? And, and to exclu- meaning when you say only, that comes to exclude something, right? So you thought I meant to exclude the economic impact. That's not what I was talking about. When I said only, I meant to say all it does is allow allow us a scenario where she'll have she's he's still weak enough. The relationship is so weak enough that he needs both, if she wants to get the end of the relationship, they need both a get and a chalitza. So it's only in the sense that there hasn't been a powerful enough Kenyan that if they would get divorced, he could just give her a get, which is true once they do yibum. Right? Once they do yibum, they're married, and all they need is a get. So that was the eno ella, right? That's what that's always there for. But, it, but the lokani, right? The benachasim, the lachim, the lachasim, the lokani, I wasn't talking about that. We wasn't having a financial conversation with you. And therefore, that, that, that uh, quote, quotation of Rabbi Lazar is not a, a problem with, his, uh, with our, our wanting to say that Rabbi Lazar holds like, holds like uh, Rav. Fine. So Amr of Papa, but Rav Papa is going to say the best for us, which is that the Diuk in the mission itself, Amr of Papa, Diyuka de Masnisen Kavasi de Abaye. But I'll tell you, he says that the language of the Mishnah really is telling us like Abaye's pshat. Like a bias shot. Again, a bias shot being that the ratio is when she's Shemeris Yabam, and this, she gets the money when she's a Shemeris Yabam, and the safe is a scenario where she gets the money when she's still married to her original husband, and then he dies afterwards. So, why is that? Why is the Mishnah have a diok? Why could you, you know, see within the, within the details of the Mishnah that it really, the language implies like a bias? Uh, um, so, he, he feels that way. Um, Sorry, the Afagav the Kasha Mesa, right? And even though you're going to ask me a question, you know, why did you mention? Why did you mention that? This, why is the Seifa a situation where she dies, right? Meaning, we had asked this question earlier, right? If you're doing Risha and Seifa here, right, and two different scenarios, and these two different scenarios are not alive versus not alive, then why make the second case when she died? It just makes it more complicated, right? You could have just made it Risha. When she's Shomeris Yabam already, um, and Seifa is when she's still married. Why, and you could have found other Nathkaminas. Making her die is just another detail. It's not meaning if, you were, if you're going to teach me these cases, making it also happen that she passes away is just another detail to, to complicate things. So that's why it otherwise would make sense to say the distinction is Rachel when she's alive and Seifa is when she dies. And that's the only distinction. But so that's the, that's, that's the one Kasha Nabai. So what about that Kasha? Vavgav the kasha meisud the katani nechasim hanechnasim veyotzim ima. So you're going to ask me, you know, why talk about that she 
uh, passed away, that makes things more complicated. So I'll explain to you, says Gemara. Mine, uh, the Nechassim, right? And that's one of the examples the, the Gemara gives there. What do you do with the money that was going in and out, right? That she sells, that she buys, etc. That she acquires and she sells. Nechassim, ha-nechnasim, v'yotzim, my Nechassim, my Nechnasim, my Yotzin. What does that mean that the money is going in and coming out? What are we talking about? Lav Nechnasim, l'rishus ha-ba'al, v'yotzim, l'rishus ha-ba'al, l'rishus ha-av. What that means is, and it's just, it actually makes sense now, is when she passes away, what happens? The money is going back and forth now, right? The money is going from her rishos to her husband's rishos to her father's rishos. The money is now switching back and forth because of the fact that she passed away, actually. So that actually makes a lot of sense. The afagav, the ka, meaning, so it's not, it doesn't, it, it creates a, a problem for us, but it actually, it makes a lot of sense now because that money is shifting back and forth because of the fact that she passed away. The afagav, the kasha mesa, and even though we said the language of mace is difficult, because you could have asked exactly the question we've asked before, which was, why deal, you're talking about whether she's alive or dead, talk about a scenario where she's, you know, uh, you know um, where she's always alive, and the question just becomes, what happens to the, the Paris of that land, right? We said before, that was just an example of how you could have had a scenario where she was kept alive. You know, she's alive in both cases. Um, and there'd still be an afkamina between, um, you know, whether she was still, uh, you know, whether she'd become a Shomer Siyabim already or, uh, or, her husband, or her husband was still alive. You could have, what would be the nafkamina? You could have said, not when she dies. The case would have been when she's still alive. And the, and the nafkamina is, what do you do with the, the, the Paris of that land, right? That which comes out from that land. You know, uh, does it stay in her rishos or go to someone else, go to, go to somebody, go to her, you know, her husband's family or to her father's family? Um, and the fact that we don't do that, that, that was sort of problematic. So Gemara asks, answers, but you're right, that's a little bit of a problem, but it doesn't really bother us all that much. And that the bottom line is that the, the um, um, because in the end of the day, the rest of the, of the, of the distinction is actually a very good one. And sort of, as we said before, kind of having a buy and Rava, just arguing over the, the question of whether yada ki yada. And that, according to, uh, you know, the Gemara, said, Gemara seems to assume that that, that machlokas that Abaya sets up is actually very reasonable and seems to make a lot of sense. And even the money, makes sense. And all those to you can make sense. And that's why the fact that, yeah, it's a little problematic to use the example of the fact that she passed away, but that is one of the nafkaminas, so it would work and it's okay. Um, and, and the fact that uh, we did set it up that way doesn't bother us all that much. So it ends up being actually a machlokas in the Rishonim if we pass in like a baye or rava. It's not that simple. So some say we pass in like a baye because look, look how the Gemara kind of supports his reading of the Mishnah in the end. Others say no, uh, that, that rava, rava here at the top of the page, you know, kind of debunked a baye and had a fair, a fair explanation also. So we have, you know, you have the, your machlokas in the Rishonim whether, who you pass in like. But at the end of the day, we have three, basically have these, this question of how to read the Rishon and the Seifa, how they, why Basil and Beisham agreed in the, uh, in, in the, fir, in the Rishon and the disagreed in the Seifa, and we presented three possible ways of dealing with that, with that Machlokas, ending with this one um, from Abaye. Okay. Um, rather two dots, but we, can, we have a couple more minutes, so let's try to go a little further. Okay, so let's re- remind ourselves where we were. So the, the Gemara an- ended, so the Mishnah ended with Kinsa, uh, the second to the bottom, uh, you know, sort of second to the bottom line in the Mishnah, on Lama Chesim Alpha, said, Kinsa harehi ki ishta l'chodavar. Right, that he marries her, so you know, once he does even with her, so she becomes his wife, l'chodavar, they're totally married. Uh, right? 
Uvilvat should take suba on nichse ba'ala rishon. But the but the suba money that still comes from original husband, as we've mentioned many times before, because they're. The Yiba marriage is an extension of the original marriage. So the Ksuba money comes from the original husband. But, the, uh, but that, that was the Mishnah said. When they're married, once he marries her, they're married l'chol davar. So ask the Gemara, l'may hochasa, what do you mean? <laughs> what is that? What are you coming to teach me when you say that they're married l'chol davar, they're totally married? So Amr Yosi bar Hanina lomar she megarsha beget umachzira megarsha beget. So Yosi Rachanina says, what he means to say is that if he wants to divorce her, he gives her a get and only a get, right? As opposed to, again, if he does mamri, he has to get and chalitza. And now he gives her just a get only. Why? Because they're fully married. Umachzira, and if he divorces her and wants to marry her again, megar beget. Then again, he would give her a get on the way out again. So uh, that's not a good line. Like, I want to show you, honey, that we're married the whole dover. Don't give her this example as there. As the, the the proof, but uh, right, but that that's the that's what it means the cholavar. Okay, so it says the Gemara pshita. This is obvious. What are you talking about? Um, hold on one second. Did I read that one line correct? Um, yeah, it's sorry. Lo marshal megarshal beget umachzira. Good. Yeah. I mean, it means that he can divorce her, or if he divorce, sorry, if he divorce, he gives her get umachzira, and if he would divorce her, he can remarry her. Period. That sorry, thank you. That's the that's how you read that line. Because now the Gemara asks the Kasha, and the Gemara is going to ask on both. Megarsha beget pshita. I mean, you can divorce her with a get. Uh, that's obvious. Every person who's married gets divorced with a get. So and the Gemara knows. Since the Torah says that you should take her to your wife as a wife and do even with her. Right, and when he marry her, she still has her original yibum with her, right? And what? Bechalitza in beget lo. So I might think, look, this woman's not your wife, totally. She's your your yivama, and you did yibum with her. Good. So then, how do you how do you end the relationship with the yivama with chalitza? Right. So I might think it would be reasonable to believe. That if you started the process of you, you did Yibam, but then you're not interested in staying with her, that if you would, that the two would get divorced, they would get divorced with the Chalitza. Kamash Malon, that no. Harisha Lachol Davar, that they get divorced, they end up, if they do full Yibam and they want to get divorced, they do, they do a regular get. So Machzira, same thing, he can marry her again if he divorces her. Pshita, that's obvious. If they're married, then if he divorces her, as long as he's not a Kohen, he can remarry her. So that's obvious. No, says the Gemara Sacha that the Chamina Mitzvah the Ramya Rachmana Alei Avda. Right? The Gemara, you might have said, look, at the end of the day, you had a mitzvah of y- Yibum. Did you do the mitzvah? Yes, you did. If you, and, and remember, she, otherwise this woman is forbidden to you. Right? She's your brother's wife. So if you did the mitzvah of Yibum, wonderful. Now you divorce her? Okay. You can't marry her again. Because the only reason you were allowed to marry her was because she was your brother's wife because of the scenario of Yibam. Otherwise, she would be forbidden to you because she's your brother's wife. So I might have had the Havamina, this one's this powerful one, I might have had the Havamina that, you know, once we get married, that's great, but then once the mitzvah of Yibam has, has taken place, there's no more Yibam to, to take place anymore. I did it already. If that's true, if he decides to get divorced, he can't remarry her. Kamash Malan, that no, right? Hasha, take him aleh, but Isra Yishazach. So I might think now, she should be assured him because of Yishazach. Kamash Malan, that no, that's not true. That even, this is actually a big chiddish, right? That this woman who's in Isra Arayos, who was permitted because of the mitzvah of Yibam, even after the mitzvah of Yibam takes place, if they would get divorced, they can get remarried again. It's not such a chiddish. Why? Because you might have argued if that was the case, that once the mitzvah of Yibam is over, they should, they should be ushered to each other, she shouldn't be allowed to stay as wife. 
right? If they did the yibum, they did the mitzvah yibum, right? They did the they did the act of tashmish one time, and they did the mitzvah yibum. So then they should get divorced afterwards, or, or something like that, which we don't say, obviously. So that that itself is a proof that no, once they're do yibum, they're married, and if once they're married, then all the way through. So Gemara says, I don't know. I don't know. The havimim makes a lot of sense. Maybe the taka shouldn't stay married. So says the Pasuk, no, once they get married, they stay married, and that's why they're allowed to remain married, and so much so that if they would end up getting divorced, he could actually marry her again. Okay, we'll stop here, and we will continue tomorrow.